0: Everybody, this is Ron Bumblefoot of the band Art of Anarchy, and you are listening to Focus on Metal.
1: Hey Metalheads, Scott here. And Richie. Welcoming you to yet another episode of Focus on Metal. How are we doing, man? I'm doing great. How's that snow?
2: What snow? Oh, <laughs> that shit outside. Uh, yeah. uh, I hope it'll be gone just a the bit. weekend. That was brutal. Yeah, well, day off work. I started
1: a new job on Monday and had the next day <laughs> off. <laughs> but at least, you know, the, the metal keeps coming in, which is great. I mean, a lot of new releases coming out there. And uh, I mean, as you saw, I haven't even opened it yet, but... Uh, New KXM and yeah. uh, so looking forward to uh, popping that one in and uh, yeah just continues unabated this year
2: yeah it's just a lot of good
1: music yeah just a lot of music in general it just never seems to stop yeah yeah but uh, I will say one thing it is you know with all the good that's happening there you know we did have one bummer I don't know if your phone broke before or after I sent you the text but uh, Joey from Y passed away yeah I saw that yeah. I put
2: it up on the Facebook yeah. page um Dave's the only guy left.
1: Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah. Cause
2: Phil's dead. Yeah, um, Leonard. Leonard died a couple two years ago. Yeah, I think so. I know Joey is gone.
1: Yeah. So kind of a bummer.
2: Well, I, I've said it a few times on the show, and I'll say it again. If these bands come around, uh-huh. go and see them because they might not be around the <laughs> next know, time. I know. I know. The way all these rockers are are dropping these days. Yeah. You know, it's just just it's just it's just life. These yeah. guys are they've yeah. lived hard and they're in their sixties or what what have
1: you. Yeah. And it's um, yeah. catching up with him. Yeah, but uh do have a great guest this week. Um, somebody who's been a long supporter of uh, of different netcast and internet shows, and that's the one and only Bumblefoot. Some people know him from Guns N' Roses. Some people know him from his solo stuff. He's put out tons of that. Uh, definitely an East Coast metal guy, but he's also uh, part of the band Art of Anarchy. And now they get a new release out. Uh, and we are uh, honored to have Bumblefoot on the show tonight.
2: Yeah, Um I'm not very familiar with him at all. I knew he was in Guns N' Roses. I know he's a great player. Uh-huh.
1: Um, he does his own thing. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. And, he, and uh, you know, he plays the guitars he wants, and he, he does a lot of... Uh, sometimes he reminds me a little of, uh, of Tracy with some of the, you know, making the odd sounds and things like that that he does and some kind of sonic explorations. But, uh, yeah, just, I think, overall, just kind of a real cool, mellow guy and uh, interesting to talk to. Yeah,
2: I got sent the album, I think it was like five or six weeks before it came out. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I, I'm not a huge Scott Stapp fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a Creed fan. I'm a big Alter Bridge fan, but I just never got Creed. Yeah. I just never liked his voice in mm-hmm. that band. And um, I listened to the album, and I really liked it. And I was like, "Holy shit, he actually sounds good on this." Yeah. And uh, and then I was offered someone from the band. Yeah. And Bumblefoot was one of them, and yeah. we were able to hook it up. And the the album is it's. hard rock more or less just a straight hard rock album um you know it's not a grunge
1: album or anything like that it's um it's just really good yeah and and bumblefoot does a great job talking about the genesis of the band and how it all comes together and stuff and um you know it's pretty interesting so you you get the whole lowdown on everything on on art of anarchy um when i talked to bumblefoot so um well
2: did he talk did did he talk about like the original version of it with Scott Weiland. A little and, bit. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get into
1: it deeply, but it's, you know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, we talked a lot about the songs and, and how they came to be and the writing process and, and all of that, uh, but it is interesting. You listen to it and go, wow, that's kind of like a Scott Weiland melody that's happening there on the vocal as okay. opposed to a Scott Stapp um, melody, so yeah, it's kind of interesting when you listen to all of it. But uh, I think I overthought it a little bit when I was listening to it, and uh, but it kind of made sense after I t- I talked to uh, to Ron. So uh, yeah, I think overall, I think pretty good interview. Again, like I said, cool mellow guy, nice East Coast metal. I so thought
2: support that. I thought when they announced Scott Staff was the new singer, I, I went part of me went like whoa because Scott's had his issues as well. Yeah, and of course Scott Weiland had his issues, and it, it ended up yeah. killing him. Oh yeah. And then they pick Scott Staff as the new singer. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen here, yeah. but he's had problems. Yeah. You know, but um, he nails it on the
1: album. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I, he really surprised yeah. me how good he is. And there is a couple that are in there that are kind of creedy sounding. Yeah, and, but and, not... And I talked to, you know, and, and what it was, and, and uh, it was interesting because I, I, uh, as I was talking to Ron and I kind of was running through the songs in my head... And I was, and he talked about how they start off kind of at one place in the writing process, and then where they end up. And so I was kind of guessing. I bet this song was early. This song was late. Mm. And I was partially right on it, but uh, they were, yeah, definitely the ones that are kind of have a more of a, of a of a Creed sound. And again, I'm overthinking it, but uh, that's just kind of how my brain works when I'm listening to the music. They were the earlier songs that were written and as they kind of went through there was a band personality that kind of happened and you got these later songs that sound a little bit different so uh yeah it's like i said good interview with him so um hope you guys like it
2: nice yeah nice
1: but uh here you have a bit of a of a topic yeah
2: um i don't one of the one of the things i'm going to talk about is i've definitely seen online and the other one i'm I'm going to tie it in with it um Tim Gaines from Striper, uh-huh. uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, came out with a post and said that he was a little bit annoyed that his personal life has now become an open book mm-hmm. because he's having, I think, I think he's either having or or he's had a divorce, uh-huh. and um, the band decided to announce announce it at mm. some stage and and bring it out saying. Tim's going through personal problems, blah blah blah, and he mightn't be able to tour going forward and all, all mm. that that was the general gist of it. And um <clears throat> then he started getting all of this uh hate messages from fans and from friends on Facebook and um so he got very annoyed about all of it. And uh, he's now said that he, anyone who posts anything like that, he will post it, up all of it, yeah. with a link to their page and out the people who are doing it. Yeah. That if his life is going to be an open book, so is theirs, right? Yeah. Now, I'm going to tie in Ronnie Monroe with this. Uh-huh. Um, Ronnie Monroe, uh, we've had on the show. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, he was, Electric Wake album was out, we were talking about that and... He was just about to go in and do a new metal church album, yeah. and uh, and then he was out. <laughs> yeah, but um,
1: he I mean, I was he, doing Ronnie Monroe's Thunder. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I I'm friends with him on Facebook, and um, his wife has cancer, and she's going through chemo, uh-huh. right? And I noticed that at the same time the Tim Gaines thing came out, uh, he All was right. getting messages. From people saying that because of posting all this stuff about his wife's health, yeah. that he was ruining his rock star image, right? And I read that and I was like, "Who are these bastards?" Yeah, that are doing are actually saying that because he, he the post he put up, he was really annoyed at it. That it was like, "I don't give a fuck. My wife has cancer. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about my image." Now since then. Like she's going through the chemo, her hair is gone. Yeah. He shaved off all his hair. Mm-hmm. He says, "If her hair goes, mine goes." Right. Uh-huh. So, what? What? The question I'm going to ask is: How close do we want to get to these people when it comes to social media? Because you have Tim on one hand, you know, all this stuff about his divorce coming out, yeah. and then you you have the you have the Avenue now. To actually get at the guy whereas before you had to go through all this red tape you couldn't get directly at the guy yeah before and now the same thing with Ronnie now you can send him a message saying yeah. you know this this is disgraceful you're ruining your rock star image and all that and I'm thinking how much do we really want to know about these people how close do we want to get to them? because if you want to get close to them, there's the good and the bad Oh, sure so what do you how close do you want to get to these guys like, we know some of these guys we've we've talked yeah. to him on the phone i can't say we can call a lot of them friends like this yeah with their phoners and we met we've met some of them yeah right but i wouldn't say we're close to any of them yeah but i think there's this um illusion that if you're a friend of them on facebook that you know you're allowed to comment on their personal life and all this bullshit no, I, And I,
1: I, well you know i'm still kind of old school though too right that I like the fact that there was the, the mystique, the dividing line of, of the pre-internet, the magazine. And, I mean, that's, you, you only knew the party line kind of a thing, you know? And, um, you know, occasionally you get a little bit behind the curtain kind of thing or, you know, where I was working, like, crew and things like that. You, you kind of know more stuff. But uh, it's kind of like, how much do you want people at work to really know all about your personal life, right? I mean, it's, it's their job. Right. That's you go to work. That's your job. And I mean, I think it's the same thing. You, you yeah, there's people at work that you might eventually overuse. You get close to you get friendly with whatever you share with. But otherwise, it's kind of like that's your job. You go there, you leave, you go home, you have your personal life. And I, and I think that 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 rock and roll is no different. It's it's a job. They're, you know, they're entertainers They're And, you know, they just happen to have a job different kind of job but it's i think it's the same respect of boundaries
2: yeah i just think some people um the rock and roll stuff is their yeah hobby it's their pastime right they have to realize that that's their job and not only is it their job but they have people around them that depend on them to do their job well yeah i think
1: you hit on it though which is that social media creates this thing that makes you think that you're you are more into someone's life than you really are.
2: You don't even know is that person even putting the stuff on social media, yeah, like, or if some guy retweets something <laughs> yeah. that you po- you yeah. tweeted to say, "Oh my god, he retweeted it," and I'm like, "How the fuck do you know he did it?" Yeah, or she did it. You, yeah. you don't know, right? But um, you know, if you want to get close to someone or think you're getting closer to that person, you have to be prepared for the good and the bad. Sure. Um, you know, not all, not everybody's perfect. And, you know, I, I think some of these attacks, you know, especially with Ronnie, are downright disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Like, you honestly believe that he gives a shit about his rock star image. And the cheek of the people to actually think that. Yeah. It's like, you know, he at this stage in his life with his wife going through cancer, he doesn't give a flying fuck. Yeah. And people should be respectful of that. You know, but for him to come out and say it, yeah, that'll tell you he got more than one or two people saying it to him. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, and then you have the thing with Tim, it's like, that's personal. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's probably more pissed with the band than he is, uh, you know, because mm. one led to the other. Yeah. Like, the, the band came out and said it, and then all of a sudden, people went digging. Yeah. And then they said, oh, fuck you, and, you know, you shouldn't <sighs> be doing this, and... Of course the pro- one of the problems with Tim is that he's in a Christian rock band, yeah how dare you get divorced? <laughs> you know that you, it's like you have to be holier than Thou and all this bullshit, but you know like we know michael we've had Michael on four or five times, I've met him a few times, yeah. you know, i've met we've met all the yeah, guys we've in met the all band. Them, yeah. and um he's fucking human yeah twenty music twenty rock musicians don't he play music yeah like, you know don't you're putting them all <laughs> on this pedestal, yeah. And I'm like, you know, like they, they go to bed the same as us, you know, they eat the same as us. Yeah. You know, but, um, I just thought I'd talk a, a little bit about yeah. that because, you know, the social media thing, you know, I, I, I've, I'm friends with a lot of the guys on, you know, a lot of them on Facebook, but Jesus to go that far, fucking shame on, on yeah. some of these ah, people.
1: It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's kind of needless, but, uh.
2: And it's yeah. their, per- you see the, the other thing as well you have to realise, if it's their personal page mm-hmm. and not the band's page yeah. you have to see that there's a dividing line there, yeah. that if it's their personal page, they're going to have a load of friends on it that don't give a fuck about what he sings or what yeah. bass he plays or, or, or whatever, you yeah. know yeah. but um, you just have the avenue to comment on it, you should just be more respectful of
1: Sure, that. yeah, so just, yeah, mindful of what you post, that's that's it Exactly, Yeah. yeah, but then again I'm Old school, fuck. So
2: yeah, you don't really post much. I did a Facebook page.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did it for a while, and I just got to be like, all right, I'm, I'm done. But, uh, anyways, uh, what do you say we, uh, we roll a track of the week, and then we get into the interview that we had with, uh, with my fucking barking dog, with uh, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw. Sure. All right, track of the week this week. I know it's been a few weeks since we've done a track of the week, but uh, yeah, reinstating it once again this week with a pretty good one. Uh, I know that I did play the advanced single from this one back on uh, Music Discovery episode several episodes ago, but we were hoping to actually get into the interview cycle for this one, and I think just uh, time and scheduling just didn't quite work out but I do believe we were offered him several times. I'm talking about Stephen Piercy put out his uh, fourth solo album on Frontiers. It's called Smash. And yeah, for those of you who have been thinking, when are you guys going to feature him on Track of the Week? This week is the week. So I know this one has been garnering some pretty good reviews right across the board, and uh, it ought to. Lots of good stuff on this one. Some stuff that sounds like rap. There's actually one thing that's on here called Shut Up Baby that's got a really cool Zeppelin vibe. Kind of digging that one. But again, overall, I think really good outing for Stephen Pierce. Piercy and his partners in crime putting out Smash. So, this week for your track of the week listening pleasure, we're presenting to you from Stephen Piercy's brand new one, Smash. It's a track called Dead Roses. <music> Track of the week with uh, Stephen Piercy from his latest one, Smash. So our guest this week is Ron Bumblefoot-Thall. Those of you that don't uh, don't know Ron, guy has been a very active guitarist. He's been uh, out in the music business recording since 1995, uh, originally as Ron Thall, and then uh, around uh, 1998 or so, he decided to go out as bumblefoot the guy has released a ton of solo albums including the uh, the latest one that he did back in 2015 called little brother is watching but uh, beyond that of course he's best known as being a member of guns and roses for a while he was uh was there on uh, on the chinese democracy album as well as the appetite for democracy 3d so i think a lot of people have seen him on uh, different specials or seen him live and kind of going out there with the old Vizier double neck. So obviously a guy that is very well known in music circles, also has guested on a ton of albums as well with just all kinds of people with Q-Ball and Jordan Rudess. He's actually been on, uh, 2010, he was on Ty Tabor's Something Coming album. He uh, guest guitar solo on the song Free Yourself. So yeah, he's just been involved with a whole bunch of people. But of course, the reason we have Ron on this week is for Art of Anarchy, and Art of Anarchy was a band that he started back in 2015, started that off with John Moyer of Disturbed, as well as brothers John and Vince Voda, decided to call the band Art of Anarchy, and that was originally formed with uh, singer Scott Weiland on vocals. And they had put out an album, self-titled Art of Anarchy, back in 2015 with Wyland. But uh, since then, he had uh, distanced himself from the band. And as we talked to Ron, he kind of gives the whole story of uh, Scott Stapp from Creed coming in and taking over the lead vocal duties. And that has led to their latest release called The Madness. And, of course, that is why we have Ron on this week. Now, this one was recorded a few weeks ago, way, way before the album was actually released here in the U.S. So we've kind of been sitting on it here for a bit just so that uh, when we were able to roll this one, we'd be able to give you a little bit more sample information on the album once it was released. So uh, we hope you dig what you hear. And of course, if you want to find out more about Ron, like I said earlier, you can go to bumblefoot.com. You can go up there, find out what Ron's doing, tour dates, stuff going on with the band, videos, but you can also go over to his merch store and you can get you know, digital downloads of CDs, there's autographed items up there. You can even get one of uh, Ron's signature line of hot sauces up there as well. Different flavors. you can get you pleasure when those happen to be in stock. But I will say, you know, with the autographed items... That uh, Ron actually gives a portion of what they make on the autographed items to charity, which I think is very cool, very cool thing for him to do. So again, that is bumblefoot.com. And just also before we dive into the talk with Ron, I just want to point out that, uh, and I mentioned it to Ron in the interview as well, and I don't know if I put it very well or not, but... You know, listening to podcasts before I even started doing this one for you guys, Ron was always a guy that was on podcast, on netcast, always giving back, always there to, to really utilize that whole social media forum. And I think he was one of the first guys to really embrace that, really be open with people. And I know he was guested on Talking Metal all the time. It's always a great one to hear him on there. So, uh, you know, just another thing is he's a guy that recognized early the value of shows like this. And so that's another thing that made it just really cool to talk to him and have him on. And just one more little Ron Thal tidbit is uh, for those of you guys in the U.S. that have ever watched that metal show and that whole theme song. Yep. That's Ron. So enough of this. Why don't we swing over to my talk with Ron Bumblefoot-Thall, all about the brand-new Art of Anarchy album, The Madness.
0: How you doing, Richie? This is Ronnie
1: Bumblefoot. Hey, Ron. This is actually Scott. Richie, uh, Richie snowed in tonight. So. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's that whole, you know, it's the wonderness of the uh, East Coast. You understand that. Oh, uh, where's he stuck? Where's he at? Uh, we're, uh, we're just outside of Boston, so we uh, we got this
0: lovely Let's storm today. <laughs> you got hit hard. Yeah, I'm in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good to chat with you.
1: Yeah, you too, man. You know, one thing, it's really good chatting with you because for years, I know that you've really been a good supporter of uh, of doing uh, shows like this. And I know I heard you all the time on Talking Metal and stuff like that. So it's it's always good that you've, you know, realized that the, the great avenue that shows like this go to, to promote things. And you've always been just a really good advocate for it. So uh, I appreciate that.
0: Oh, well, thank you, man. And thank you. You know, it's if, if not for you guys who, you know, <laughs> you guys, you guys. Uh, so yeah, you, yeah. Thank, yeah.
1: So obviously tonight we're talking to you about the brand new Art of Anarchy uh, album, The Madness, uh, second release from you guys. And uh, I got to say, it, it's got that true metal fashion to it. Ten songs. They're all like three, four minutes. Get out, you know, and it, it's uh, I think just that it's that whole classic. You could just you could just see it on vinyl. It's, uh, I think you did a great job doing it that way. Uh, thank you.
0: Thanks yeah yeah it's it's been quite a road getting to this point uh you know it it started twenty years ago is really when it started when John and Vince Boda the uh, guitarist and drummer they they were just teenagers I had a studio and they would record at my place i would engineer sometimes I would produce their stuff too uh we always stayed friends stayed friends with with their family and and then in 2008, I was in Vegas doing a benefit, like a fundraising show for, um, uh, nothing a brain fart. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I was doing a fundraising show and they came out to support it and, and, and they jumped up on stage and played. And, and I didn't even know until recently that that was what made them want to get back into music and really pursuing it again Hmm. was doing that. So in 2011, they hit me up and said, Hey, we got these 10 songs that we wrote and we just want to make the album that we never got to make, you know, back when we were younger, we always had people telling us that we needed to sound like this or sound like that and trying to make us something like that. And we just want to do something authentic and, and just no rules, just, Whatever we want to do. And like, come on in. <laughs> and we tracked the 10 songs, and then I started laying guitars and all the stuff too. Uh, they're like, hey, why do you throw a solo in this spot? I was like, yeah, sure. And everything was very one take, spontaneous. Uh, then we started looking for singers. And Scott Weiland did the song Till the Dust Is Gone. And, you know, he, just, he was great. Mm. He ended up doing the whole album. Then John Boyer joined the, the bass player. So now suddenly this little album that they wanted to make for themselves is becoming something more. And then we get a deal on Century Media. And the album comes out in June, 2015. So it took a, an odd way of becoming what it was. And then at that point, Myron just completely was distancing himself from it. He did not want to be involved. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. So we started keeping an eye out for a new singer. And two months later, in August, we flew down to Florida and hung out with Scott Stapp. Mm-hmm. And jumped in a rehearsal room and started jamming. And just feeling it out, seeing how we vibed. Mm-hmm grab some dinner chatting and we were all on the same page and hit it off so all was good and next month he came up to New York and the five of us just hung out in a big room uh, with gear and my laptop and a microphone and I just record our jams and we just started writing together from the ground up and that's when it became like a real band mm. so it took this odd evolution that brought it to that point point but it got there. And I think you can hear the difference on this album. It sounds more focused and you can hear everybody's ingredient mm. in the mix. You can hear how Moyer, you know, his bass and just the groove that he puts in and John and Vince, the voter brothers, the that old school metal kind of attack mm-hmm. that they have on things. And the staff were just, Putting all the melodies and, and just those hooky vocal things. And then me, I'm kind of like the George Martin of the Beatles. Uh, you know, I'm the guy that's doing weird stuff in the studio and just making it left of center and, and just adding the ear candy and just making it archy. Uh, and I think, in a way, it's almost like we reel each other in where we do just enough to have our personalities in there without... Making anything lopsided mm. like for me, for my own music, I need someone like Scott Stab to um, make it more digestible for human consumption uh, about <laughs> the things I do, where I think with Scott, having someone like me that will maybe give things a different edge to it than it would normally have, mm. so you put us all together, and it's you know it's just. It is its thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it is definitely cool, and that was one of the things I like when I listened to it. Is I could hear like, oh, there's, you know, I can definitely tell that's that's a Ron part right there, and that's John, and and it has this really nice separation, and and I like the fact that, like you said, like nobody seems to step on anybody at all. It just seems very very organic, and it seems like it just came together
0: really easy. Yeah. It was a year and a half of growth. You know, I'm just working in the studio and, and living with the stuff and rewriting things and trying different things and just letting it grow. And you could really, you can even hear the difference from the stuff we wrote at the beginning to the stuff we wrote towards the end. At least when I listen to it, I can hear the first five songs that we wrote, how they were maybe more creedish, uh-huh. uh, and the stuff towards the end were a lot heavier. Yeah. So
1: I would imagine like a track like won't let you down was probably in the early phases of the writing and a song like yeah. dancing with the devil was in the latter stages.
0: Oh, well, what was interesting about that one. was dancing with the devil and somber were demos that Scott had hmm. with that he didn't officially release. So I was like, hey, let's bring these in and, and let's do them. Hmm. Uh, echo of a scream. That was one of the later ones, hmm. uh, a light in me was a later one. Uh, but yeah, No Surrender and Won't Let You Down,
1: Change Man, even The Madness, those were the early ones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's a great opener, too. Echo of a Scream is, a, I mean, that is just an ultimate way to, to open the album. And I, and I just love the fact, too, because some bands just like, they'll just throw the songs together. But you guys, it, again, it goes back to almost like an album. You open it up great with Echo of a Scream, and you go down, and you kind of have the cool down period with Won't Let You Down and Change Man. And then it, you, you, slowly build it back in again and you, you end it off with Afterburn and when you come out of that song you're like damn I want to hear it again you go right back to echo the <laughs> scream I mean it's sequenced beautiful nice.
0: well cool cool good so yeah so that's it we, we did it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we just gotta let the wait till the uh, the world gets to hear everything uh, everything that's on here as well I feel a little privileged to be able to hear it early I know you guys got a really great video out for uh, for the madness <laughs> somebody, and they, they knew nothing about Art of Anarchy at all, and the first thing I said was, wow, that looks like a really badass version of Scott Stapp, and I went, that's because it is a badass version of Scott Stapp. Went, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, his voice is great, hmm. uh, singing better than ever. Uh, yeah, we've we definitely stretched the boundaries of each other uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, you hear him doing things vocally on this album that haven't
1: really done hmm. yeah definitely yeah. Uh, just right off the bat even with echo of a scream i was like wow is that really scott that's 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 a little bit different for him and so yeah it is cool to hear uh, a different kind of range out of the guy
0: yeah
1: yeah so of course um you know everyone would always want to know as soon as this thing comes out i'm, I'm sure the question is going to be is uh any any touring plans at all that you've got that uh, you can talk about so far
0: yes we are well we have one show that's definitely confirmed us in Las Vegas, April 29th. We're headlining the Rock into Spring Festival. Hmm. Uh, that one is, is definite. Now we are looking at a ton of shows also starting in early April, going all the way to the end of the year and just figuring out what we can do, what we should do. <laughs> and that'll all come together nice sure and nice. we'll as things get confirmed we'll be posting dates and everything so right now we just got one show <laughs> so there's going to be a lot more around it
3: yeah yeah
1: well that that's awesome hopefully you'll uh be able to come through boston we would love to come see you guys live because i mean definitely i yeah, listen to these songs and and you can just feel these are songs that are just baked in to be able to be played live cool good thank you. So, of course, you know, whenever I start talking to guitar players, I'm always going to talk a little bit about gear. So, uh, have you been using kind of the standard
0: uh, Bumblefoot gear on this? Ah, I used, what did I use on that? I used my double neck guitar, a lot of fretless mm. and fretted. And, uh, I have this one guitar that has a bit of a more woody, organic kind of tone to it. Also, the same company, Vigier. It's called the GZ guitar, mm. and it's more of a less polished type guitar guitar. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm kind of a one guitar, one double neck guitar kind of guy.
1: <laughs> that's one thing I've sure, always that thought it's been cool about you is it is one that you you know you're using uh, the the Vigier guitars, which you don't see a lot of people using here in the states. But then you just yeah. you kind of been staying true to those those few guitars that you've been using, and it's almost like a. Almost like a bumblefoot trademark, and I think that's just very cool that you continue to do that.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, they're a great company. They make great guitars and they're great people. Hmm. They are. They're yeah. really just they're like family now. Yeah, we've been yeah I've been playing their guitars for almost twenty years now.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking that was like, how far back it's been, and yeah, wow, that's that's a pretty long time. Yeah. Nice, and of course, it's always been the thing too that you always seem like you never go with the norm. You don't mind if you, you know, you're gonna go out and play a guitar with a million holes in it, and you feel like doing it, you just go ahead and do it, and uh, it's, like you don't, <laughs> it's like you don't care what anyone thinks. You just go and you do your own thing, and that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, maybe I should there <laughs> should be more considerate than what people actually think. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, don't start that now. <laughs>
0: That would be yeah, good. yeah I'll drill holes in my guitars and paint them yellow and
1: there you go yeah you know. yeah that's you man obviously this sounds like this has just been going along really well and are you gonna um, play a lot of the stuff off of the first album too you're gonna try to make it try to make a, a balance between the two have you been talking all about set list at all
0: oh we're probably just gonna start off staying very focused on the new album just try mm-hmm. and make it all about that and this whole current chapter and this lineup and everything just keep it about that I'm thinking down the road I'm sure we'll branch off and you know I would love to do stuff off the first album you know do some covers do anything I'm open Hmm. Uh, but I think out of the gate we'll be sticking pretty tightly to to this album and just pushing that one
3: Vision of losing, premonition of the day I knew would come Souls gone missing, gave up on the wishing when I killed the seventh son Heart racing, just don't know what I'm chasing Lights all fading, I'm just imitating the man they want me to be Landed in the fire of sinners and the liars in the burned-out history
1: Did you also do um, a lot of the production work on this as well? I did. I
0: engineered the whole thing and I mixed it and mastered it.
1: Wow. It's always kind of a, a hard job, especially when you're producing your own stuff, to be able to keep your, your kind of the producer hat separate from the, the guitar and band member hat. Did you, did you find any difficulties in that or did you just slide right into, into it because you've been doing your own music for so long?
0: Well, it wasn't too tough. I think it, toward the end, it got tough when it was time to do the mastering. That's probably when when it happens. Mm. But when you're writing the song, when you're playing on the thing, uh, when you're doing all the recording and doing the mixing, that's doable. But as soon as you take all that and it gets to the mastering, <laughs> that's the part where I think I, I kind of spiral into mayhem.
3: <laughs>
0: Trying to nail that as like, the mixes will be fine, everything will be good, but just 20 different variations of the mastering, and and that's the part where I get nuts.
1: Yeah, that's why guys like George Marino, man, they, they were revered, because yeah, no one understands mastering, but it's, it's a pain in the ass when you go
0: to do it. Yeah, and I could do it for other people. I could do other people's stuff, no problem, but if it's something that I was part of all those steps... Hmm. I have a pretty I usually have a pretty tough time with it. Although I didn't with my own last album. Little brother was watching that album. Everything was just a breeze. Oddly, strangely, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: This, I so said, this came out really well, and and I do n- not just because you're the guy that engineered it, but I just the balance on it and everything is really nice, and and it isn't this, uh, you know, the thing of like let's just push everything up, compress the heck out of everything, and, and put everything down through, no, b- through bass. It's like, it's nice, it's balanced and it's it's uh, it just...
0: And there's dynamics. It's, yeah. yeah. It's it's energized but not to the point that you start losing dynamics and, and it just becomes what I say, like listening to an airplane engine or yeah. like you're just... And you can't make out what's going on because it's so slammed and squared off that you're just losing the music. Yeah, yeah. It's just becoming noise and we don't need to do that anymore because... The thing about streaming, uh, if I understand correctly, there's something on there that spits everything out at an equal volume, like it sort of normalizes to the middle. I'm trying to find the right words here, where where it everything kind of sounds just as loud as the next. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to push the volume anymore because it's just going to get pulled down, and you're just going to have a dirty, distorted recording compared to everybody else's, you can, the volume war is over. Now you can start making things sound good again.
1: Nice. Yeah. I, I definitely was getting tired of just everybody just, oh, we just push it up to the red and we're just going to let everything just compress down. And yeah, it's like, ugh, just hate that. Yeah. Yeah but uh, definitely not on this album at all. And and I like, you guys have like a a lot of different temperaments on here as well. Like dancing with the devil. I like that. It's got that, it's like it's metal meets Southern rock. It's got that, just that you want to just kick up and, uh, and do weird shit when you listen into that song, it's just got a groove to it. And uh, you know, and then you got some of the stuff that's, Kind of more more chill, like Changed Man and stuff, and and uh, even Afterburn. I love a lot of the guitar work on Afterburn. Is that was that a hard one to get get all that that guitar interplay together for Afterburn?
0: Not really. No, that one. What was tricky about that was all the production stuff. There's so much going on in there, So many subtleties and layers. Mm. Uh, things like having his vocals go through a guitar amp with an automated, you know, wah slowly opening and and you know, while there's this, this wobbling delay on it and, and there's just a lot of wacky sounds in there. Mm. Yeah. Especially in the intro, just the intro alone. <laughs> there's so much going on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Sound yeah, I listen. I, you know, I see the title of it and like afterburn. All right. I'm just like, this is going to be just classic kick-ass metal and, and, then I'm like, wow! There's just some some cool shit going on in here. I, I'm I'm digging this, and uh, not what I expected, but definitely one of those songs that uh, you just every time you listen to it, you catch a little more that's in there, and I like that too. That it's not like you you one and done. You're like, yeah, I've heard it. I, I like that you just keep peeling back layers, and oh, that's a little cool little riff I didn't hear last time and stuff. And that song has just got tons of that in there. Yeah,
0: and that one, yeah, that started off. That one sounded a lot like. Uh, what the voters wrote on, on the first album. Mm. So it was like the drift and, um, uh, you know, it was very much like that. And then once we started working on vocals, uh, different structures started coming together and things started to, uh, you know, it started to, to mesh more with the other songs and, and gravitate more in that direction. You know, once, all the different melodies got in there, but originally it was just like this old school metal song.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean definitely evolved into something very cool. I I definitely like it. Definitely like it. It's cool. does Everything on the internet these days. So uh, if you want to give out all of the all of the art of anarchy in uh, Bumblefoot links so people know how to get a hold of you and find out about what's going on, uh, here's your chance.
0: Cool. Well, my super easy. is just anything Bumblefoot. If you do Instagram.com slash Bumblefoot, Twitter.com slash Bumblefoot, Facebook.com slash Bumblefoot, YouTube.com slash Bumblefoot, the art of the anarchy, see if I can remember them all. Actually, i get to jump on the computer right now and make sure I got them all down. Because uh, I know there's Art of Anarchy Band, which is for Facebook and I believe that's Instagram. So Art of Anarchy Band is the handle. Uh, and for Twitter, I think it's just Art of Anarchy without the band.
1: Nice. There we go. So everyone knows how to get a hold of you guys, which is great. I should double check and make
0: sure I got that right. <laughs> Yeah, you got them right. All right. Yeah, it looks like it did. <laughs>
1: cool. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, everyone know that this uh album's set to drop on on March twenty-fourth. Looking forward to it. And like I said, I've been privileged to hear it all already. And and I gotta say it's a great album and uh looking forward to seeing the reaction of everybody else as they hear other songs besides just the madness. But of course, if you want to catch the madness, go up to YouTube and uh go Art of Anarchy and uh the Madness is up there. Great video for that. But It's been great talking to you, Ron, and as I said, I've been waiting yeah. for that for a while. Thanks, Ron, and uh, of course, thanks for uh, continuing the uh, the tradition of East Coast metal. It's always great to talk to another East Coast guy here on the show, and i um, oh, looking forward it, to seeing this take off, and uh, also hopefully crossing my fingers that uh, you guys travel through Boston so I can uh, come through and uh, hear this stuff live.
0: Great. All right. Thank you very much. All right.
1: Have a good night, Ron. You too. Have a great one. All right. There you go. My talk with Ron Bumblefoot Thal. And again, head up to bumblefoot.com. Find out all about the guy, what he's doing, music, all that good stuff. And as he mentioned, pretty much you can head up to uh, Google or anywhere else you want to do your search. Put in Bumblefoot and except for the odd disease thing, you're pretty much going to get Ron Thal links up and down the web page. And of course, go grab yourself a copy of the brand new Art of Anarchy album, The Madness. Played you a couple good tracks off of that one. Obviously the single, The Madness, as well as Echo of a Scream and uh, Afterburn that Ron and I talk quite a bit about. So, we still have a little bit of time in the show today. So, I thought, you know what? Why not take the opportunity to play us some more new metal? Hey, why not, right? Gotten a lot of great promos in recently. And in this case, I even get to throw a little Can Con into the show. I'm talking, of course, about the brand new one from Denko Jones called Wildcat. This one happens to be their eighth studio album. So, these guys still going along very strong. So, as I said, off the eighth one, from Daco Jones, Wildcat This one's called, I Gotta Rock
3: I wanna now, I wanna know I got to rock, I need to roll If you can't hang with the speed I go I'm gonna roll tonight I wanna now, I wanna know
1: dinko jones for you off the new one wildcat and with that that is a wrap for this week on focus on metal again big thanks to ron bumblefoot thal for dropping by telling us all about the brand new art of anarchy album the madness and also if you were digging it please uh, pick up your own copy of Stephen Piercy's smash it's available via frontiers records so you can pretty much get it anywhere you would normally buy cds So looking ahead to next week, I think if the plan goes uh, all to plan, that uh, we will be talking with Brad Gillis from Night Ranger about their brand new one, Don't Let Up. So uh, once again, tune in next week at uh, this day, this time, and uh, hopefully you'll be hearing uh, Brad Gillis talking to us. But uh, for now, that's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, have yourselves a great metal week. And until we talk to you again next week, Remember... Focus on metal! Everything
3: else is insignificant.
0: here? It's over. Go home.